Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Jason and Alexis in the Morning, right here on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. A little bit different today on this Monday, June 1st, 2020. I'm Jason Matheson, along with Alexis Thompson and Don McLean and Kenny. Um, this is a, a special edition of our show. Normally, our buddies Donna and Steve are on right now. Uh, due to the curfew, our programming schedule has been pushed back just a little bit. Jason and Alexis in the morning will be on from 7 to 10, followed by uh, Donna and Steve at 10, and then Kalina Bradley and Lori and Julia. Uh, so that's all coming up today. But meanwhile, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we have a special guest coming up in just a little bit. Uh, Hanson will be joining us. But right now, we were up against the clock there and uh, the computer. You guys have heard us talk about this. We have to be quiet no, regardless. Yeah, the computer <laughs> just fires. So well, I apologize uh, to our uh, fabulous guest, James. And Lex, I hope you will extend our apologies. It was just. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Yes, James Garrett Jr. Uh, we'll put a link up on our show page too. Check him out. Check out his architecture firm, and um, he is a, a leader, uh, and has been in St. Paul for five generations. I mean, heard the stories there. I mean, we could talk to him forever. How did you Just like Pierre? <laughs> may I ask? Oh yeah, sure. May I ask? How did you meet? How did you meet okay. James? <laughs> this is a funny, funny story. So when Angel moved here, he worked at the Olive Garden in Roseville. Yeah, I remember. Yes, and uh, he worked there for like five years. I mean, he had multiple jobs at the same time, but uh, when he moved here, this was 2005, and he was actually Garrett's family's server at Olive Garden, and he became friends uh, with the entire family, and they invited Angel to... Uh, after this one interaction, I mean, this is the power of Angel, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, we're going to um, like a, re- a wedding reception of this awesome guy, James and Paola, and just come. And I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And he and, and um, he lives in St. Paul, and so uh, we went to the party, and uh, it turns out we have a lot of mutual friends, but that's how that started, was Angel was his server <laughs> at Olive Garden, and then uh, we've just been friends since, and then, like I said, which we didn't even get to ask him about Rocco, but um, Rocco went, our, our Rocco, here at my talk, he uh, went to high school with him. So when he was like, you know, Gar- you know, James, wait, what? So, I mean, it really is a small world, but that's how that happened. Isn't that crazy? That, who knew? And then when we went to New York, you know, after uh, my talk, one of Gracie, uh, his sister, um, uh, well, she's worked at different places, but she is a, a high level t- a news producer. Like she is awesome. And yeah. um, we met for lunch. Uh, while we were there and so he just comes he is just awesome and his family is fantastic and have deep roots here in St. Paul or in the Twin Cities and as you can hear very passionate about you know what's going on and you know and and ways to help because it's very important to have voices for of all of us no matter what color you are I am so glad that he told the story of um, his experience in school and wanting to go to those architecture classes because I read that on his bio on his website and I thought I'm going to ask him if because all it says is 
even in high school, um, he was discouraged by a teacher telling him that he probably should take a different path. And I thought, I wonder if that path, if the teacher said that because he, you know, was was a person of color. He sounds to me like he was the he he was obviously the class brainiac. He's brilliant. Yeah, and even though he's the class brainiac, he was still treated that way. What the hell? And also, and, and then told what? he was given a task to do something that they knew he wouldn't be yeah. able to finish. And to hear that, those are the kind of things that we need to hear. Yeah, yeah. As people yeah. who don't experience this, yes. it's yes. uncomfortable, and you you feel like we don't even know the depth. Uh, we really don't, no. and that's why no. it's so important to have people like James on the show today. Absolutely, because it's, again, I was reading something going in, and it just talked about why it's so hard sometimes for folks that look like us to wrap our brain around racism. And one of the main reasons is is because folks think it's it's a conscious act. Well, I don't, I don't say this word, and I don't, I'm not racist. Well, okay, that's great. I mean, that's good. But racism is also a system, a system that's been in place for years that works in favor of us and against people of color. Um, and But that's that's hard to kind of wrap your brain around. Um, and it's uncomfortable, especially because when it's a... Because you're a good person. You're well, thinking, yes, I, I do good. Yes. And it doesn't take away... For, their excellence doesn't take away from your excellence. If, oh, if, if, oh, wait, say that again, Jason. Their excellence doesn't take away from our excellence. Oh, and if God. they win, we all win. I mean, you know what I mean? I think Paul Wellstone said that quote. Uh, if we win, they win, they win. I'm, but there's a great quote from Paul Wellstone, the late Paul Wellstone. But, but it's true. I, it's fear. It's fear of looking at a system. Look at the history. Well, yeah. Of riots, of race relations, of police brutality. I mean, you're right. This is uncomfortable, but we have to do it. We can't just post something on social media and go i've done my work yeah no someone said and and again it's also taking and this is a challenge for me um admittedly it's also looking at yourself and i had a young lady say something to me on social media of like i i'm asking you to do more than the bare minimum because i had posted something and she was referring to just a social media post and and admittedly my first instinct was to get defensive and I'm like, well, I'm doing, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about it on the show. And I thought, shut your mouth, Jason. Just listen. Listen to what she's saying. She's not saying it to be an ass. She's doing it to help you. We just have to be in a space where we're open to hear it. We're open yeah. to hearing a challenge to a system that has benefited us for a very long time. And that's hard. That's hard to do, but we have to do the hard work. There, folks of color are doing uh, uh, the work that they're doing. The work they're doing to stay alive. <laughs> yeah, we I mean, just this is it. this to, to breathe. Yes. So, I don't know. It's uh, oh, I know, I do know. It's 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 hard work that we all need to do, and we need to do. And I'll say it again: we need to do it way beyond when the hashtags go away and the news media moves on to something else see that's the challenge and even whenever i would challenge everybody out there to stop being passive if you see something that isn't right somebody is being treated poorly i'm not saying start causing violence 
but I would question it. Stand there and question it and yeah. say, why are you treating this African-American person this way? And don't leave until they give you an answer. Ask for their manager. If it's in a store, don't be passive, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so easy to just go, oh, what's going on there? And to walk away, stand there and listen and be an active participant in fighting racism instead of being passive. And if we, you know, I, I don't want this to sound woo woo, but if we all just start doing little things like that, maybe things will start to get better. Not that we're not that we are the, I used this phrase the other day. Don't get me wrong. I don't feel like I'm some type of a white knight that's going to come in and change everything. But as a human being who can be compassionate to other human beings on this planet, we have to take a more active role. Or this isn't going to change. We have to take inventory of, of our own power and what we can do with that power. You know, we really do. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's 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 a lot of difficult conversations, a lot, a lot of difficult conversations that need to happen. Uh, it is nine oh nine. Just full disclosure, um, we were uh, having uh, expecting our friend Justin Sutherland, but yeah. Justin was up. <laughs> Justin was up marching. Uh, most of the night so i believe he is getting some much needed rest so we hope to welcome justin a little bit later um i sent him a text and and uh and let him know that we would love to hear his voice uh sometime today if not maybe uh tomorrow but he'll join us um at some time it was interesting if we if we can switch a little bit of gears and talk about uh friday and again if you're just tuning in you're like that's not donna that's not steve (laughs) Uh, this is a special edition of our of our show. I need to cut my hair. It's getting really long. <laughs> Stand by while I go on national TV. Well, you've, if you're listening, we this is a special edition of our show. Uh, the programming has been shifted, everyone, for the curfew. Uh, Donna and Steve, our buddies, will be coming up uh, in about 50 minutes here. Um, but, you know, speaking of challenging things, can I just, in, off topic but still a, a different tangent, Lex, I told I woke up on Saturday and I told Colin I said I I inadvertently witnessed a really interesting kind of social political experiment uh, on Friday night and and here's what I mean uh, and it's also talking about one of the many aspects of the weekend because when we cracked open the mics this morning all four of us said when since the last time we spoke to you we feel like it's been four years because yeah. so much has occurred right Kenny right Lex right oh so much has yes. occurred. And one of the things that occurred was Friday night. Um, uh, fires everywhere. Our city, it's really not being dramatic. Our cities literally were on fire. And, um, and at that time, people you know, were questioning, and rightfully so. Uh, hours had passed since we were hearing from the leaders, from our leaders uh, in, 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 uh, in the state. We weren't really hearing a lot from Governor Walls for a period of time. We weren't hearing from uh, Mayor Fry. Um, and, and people were scared. People were scared, and they were looking we for. We had lost hope, Jason. Yeah, we had collectively lost hope, and and that's really what it was. And and people were angry because they were sitting uh, on their couches. If they weren't down there, if they weren't in South Minneapolis, if 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 it wasn't their neighborhood going up in flames, they were watching this unfold on television. And they were watching their city and they were watching people with hammers and, and gasoline and they were watching they were watching this unfold and people were rightfully scared. 
And and we were looking for something. We, we knew that the leaders couldn't just take a magic wand and, and get rid of this. But we were looking for where's the guard? Where's why? Why isn't this police presence that we were told was going to be here tonight? Where are they? Why are they not in these? Uh, and I, no pun intended. Why are they not in these these spots that are burning anyway? Like a lot of you, I jumped on social media on Friday night, and I was I was angry. I was I was beyond angry, and I was really challenging um, the leaders. I was I was I was joining the chorus of people going, "Where the f are you?" You know, I, I because I used the and it's not a perfect um, it's not a perfect parallel, but I was using the example of a turbulent plane. You know, and when you're suffering from severe turbulence, you don't. You don't expect the pilot to fix it, but you you want the information of when are we going to be out of this? What are you doing to help? And everything's going to be all right. And that's kind of what we needed as citizens. We knew the governor walls and, and, and the mayors couldn't magically fix this. But tell us, where is the guard? Are they three blocks away? Are they are they playing whack-a-mole with fire? And that's actually what they were doing. So I got on there and I started challenging the, the leaders, I was getting real, real up in their business and I started getting new people following me and, and people that were giving me attaboys that I had never uh, encountered before on social media. And I would click on their profile and I was, I was realizing that they were people of, of uh, some of them were of different uh, political leanings than myself. Yeah. And I was realizing it was fascinating to me that they were, some of them were, were, uh, kind of giving me an attaboy because I was going after my perceived side and they were shocked by it. I literally had one guy say, well, you know, the leaders in trouble when liberal, liberal fairy, I think he called me Jason Matheson's oh, going after. No. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, but no, 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 no. That didn't even, no, no, no. The fairy yeah, thing no, didn't I, bother I, me, but you know yeah. where I'm going with this. Yeah. I found it shocking and so fascinating. This is all I thought about on Saturday morning. We have gotten to a place where we, it is okay, ladies and gentlemen, to question the leaders that you support. It is actually our duty. It, I don't blindly follow anybody. It's not that I can challenge these people and still support them. I challenge them because I want them to do better for all of us. I don't, I'm not doing it to put them on blast, as the kids say. I was screaming at the top of my... Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this, all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor, as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash JAPOD50 and use code JAPOD50 to get 50% off. That's code JAPOD50 at factormeals.com slash JAPOD50 to get 50% off. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lungs, as a citizen of Minneapolis, where the hell were you for four hours when we weren't hearing anything? And I get that there's a lot to do, but I do know how this works. There's a communication team that could have been tweeting on behalf of both of these gentlemen to, to, to talk to, to, to the news media and to the public. But anyway, I found it fascinating that and sad at the same time. You can question people that you support. It's all right. It's actually needed. A broke clock is still right twice a day. Your side isn't always right. So, anyway. It was one of the many fascinating things that I uh, that I discovered over the weekend. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah <sighs> I, I still... Why haven't the other three cops been arrested? Well... Exactly. Why? There's a whole... Uh, even with our special edition, we do not have uh, enough time to cover that. So and we don't have the answers to, as to why, or you know, explain it to us. Yeah, the, we we talked about uh, this so we earlier. Call the National uh, Garden. What's that? Well, Lex, we talked about this earlier, and I I said I have hope about this, and I'm optimistic. And the reason yeah. I do is because the right people in charge are asking that same question. So I, I, I'm hoping their influence, their power, their position. Uh, in our communities here, we'll get that, make that happen. Guys, we got to take that, a That's why. I'm yeah. still, we, we have to take a break. I forgot this is not the 8 o'clock hour of our show. This is <laughs> oh, right. Donna so and Steve's. Yeah, I, my apologies. I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. 916, back after this. Welcome back to a special edition of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Donna and Steve will be coming up in about 40 minutes, followed by Colleen and Bradley and Lori and Julia. Our programming schedule has been pushed back a little bit due to the curfew. We're so glad that you're here uh, for these important conversations we're having. Uh, it goes without saying, our station is usually a big, huge box of uh, very fresh dots or goobers. And I say fresh dots because for some reason, Alexis is very weird and she likes stale candy. But even though, I'm not going to judge her. Um, <laughs> but we're usually like a, am I right, Lex? You no, like stale candy. I stand candy. by that. Yeah, I whatever. do. You hate Jen does too, yes, my best wrong. friend Jen. I don't know what's wrong with you two. She brought snacks to a road trip one time, and oh, yeah. the snacks were 80 years old. They were, <laughs> there is a uh, hard. You gotta leave them out. They were hard as B. Arthur's uh, uh, knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway. It's a way to be. <laughs> uh, 921. Uh, just every so often, we just need a moment of levity. Yeah. Um, well, I said it earlier, and again, my apologies. Uh, we were hoping to have Chef uh, Justin Sutherland on. Uh, to be very honest, uh, he was up uh, marching like thousands of you. We hope to have him join uh, this conversation sometime soon. But in the meantime, we love you, Justin. But right now, a guest uh, we equally love. Um, she is one part of the brand new, uh, who knew we needed this, uh, report, Minnesota reporting team of Olson and Hansen or Bernstein and Woodward, Stephanie Hansen joins us. Good morning, Steph. Good morning, friends. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Some really good conversations that you guys are having. It's uh, it's just what a week, huh? What a week. What a week. 
Hanson, from your, um, I, I, there's a lot to wrap. Uh, it's going to be impossible, even in this additional uh, 40 minutes we have. It's impossible to uh, talk about everything that has occurred over the last 72 hours. But what sticks out to you, um, perhaps maybe from the St. Paul uh, vantage point? That's why we love yeah. your perspective. Um, well, I live right by the Capitol, and that Capitol has hosted a lot of marches and a lot of demonstrations and for the most part been very peaceful and it really felt this time like there was a real thread of just fear in the neighborhoods with all these cars roaming around and 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 what it did to me personally is a i felt like i needed to help make the people in our communities aware so that they're paying attention but I just, when Alexis, you talked about what it feels like for Onhill to be a person of color and to be living in America and that perpetual fear, I honestly, for the first time in my life, feel like I understood that for one glimpse of one tiny infosecond. And it made me realize mm. what I need to do just humbly for myself, that the work I need to do personally, it isn't enough to just and I'm, I'm struggling through this. I'm working on it. Like, yeah. I need to get better educated. I need to be a better community person. I need to understand what my place is in America, what my place is in my community, and how to be a helper and continually shine the light. I try and do that through food and through community of food, which always comes back to food, doesn't it? So the way that everyone's <laughs> responding to this is to bring food. There's no irony in that to me. There is irony in the fact that as you're yeah. saying that, Dawn and I are eating a breakfast sandwich. But go ahead, Steph. That's right. Oh, you yes. are? Like it goes back to food. It's is the I'm only thing this we... in my face. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. go ahead, Steph. Yeah. It is funny, though. It's everybody bringing all these donations to all these community centers and yes. people, chefs out there cooking and people cooking and providing meals and sandwiches. And um, I always think that, like, it always comes back to food, right, as a way to break bread, as a way to create community at your table. And I just feel like I have work to do personally, humbly. I need to listen more. I have been a person that has benefited from the privilege of being a white person. And while I thought I understood that, I'm kind of getting that, no, I didn't. No, I couldn't. I can totally reframe the way that I contribute to this conversation by being more educated, by listening more. And those all have all of those thoughts have come from being a witness to the destruction of our cities, which is just heartbreaking to me. I don't want this to continue. And it needed that in order to start these conversations. When, when is the yeah. right time? You know, some someone used the metaphor, and at, at the time I was like, "Ooh, that's a terrible metaphor." But now I get it. And it was like when you have a butterfly garden, and they burn it down to create new opportunity for growth yeah i think that that is what's happening all over america really can you stick around for one more segment bernstein sure okay uh (laughs) we will we will continue with woodward and bernstein live following uh, these messages again uh as we go to break thank you for being here uh important conversations as steph said are happening and uh incredible voices are being heard heard uh, we'll be right back. Mm-hmm.
Thank you for being here, everyone. A special edition of Jason, Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 107.1. Don and Steve coming up in a half hour. Our programming schedule has been pushed back an hour um, to accommodate the curfew. So thanks for your understanding. And uh, we welcome all of our Don and Steve friends. Thank you for being here as we have some really important conversations. Um, I feel the need to always say, you know, our station is just a big old box of popcorn normally, but uh, times like this, it calls for us to uh, put attention where it matters and shine light uh, where there's a lot of darkness right now. And uh, that's what we're doing. And we're going to continue to do so throughout the broadcast day with all of our colleagues. Um, and I look forward to all those conversations. We continue our conversation right now with one half of Olson and Hansen, uh, and that is uh, Stephanie Hansen. Um, Steph, uh, you and I've, I've been joking about it, but I, I and I'm wrapping that around a compliment to both you and our own Kenny. You guys are doing really important work, uh, keeping folks uh, really informed. If they didn't have access to TV, they were following you two. When did you turn into a reporter? Uh, Hanson. I mean, when did that happen? I have always sort of loved the sleuth and the uh, that part of it. And I I've always been a little bit of someone that has tried to have social. I'm always social justice stuff. I don't know. It just always my sister's an attorney. Uh, my daughter is big into social justice and I just feel like communities need to be informed what they do with that information. But I felt like so many people weren't seeing that first couple of nights. You weren't seeing this on the news, you know? You were seeing like the 10 o'clock, and as each day is ramped up, it got to be more and more coverage. But I just wanted people to know what was happening in their communities and then also what they could do to support their communities, right? Without a doubt. And also, as we've been saying, ways to start having these really necessary and uncomfortable conversations and oh and they are so uncomfortable and i am just trying to get there i'm struggling like everybody else um i just i care so much about our cities and i think our cities are full of people with good hearts and that want to do good And what happened to George Floyd is awful. It's horrific. And I think about, like, his family and what he would think and how he would feel. And I just want something something to come out of this that can be hopeful or move us in a direction or not just be empty words. And I am struggling with how to make that happen just for me personally, how to be the person that is changed by this. Well, and I'm reconciling the fact that be you know beneath the the great parks and the th- wonderful theater scene and the bustling restaurant scene that we hold as as reasons to move here, there is a river of inequality that has been here for decades. And as much as we're proud of where we live, we we have to look below that and examine that it's great to live here for some and not for and it's all. Like- and this is a horrible analogy, but you knew that river was there and you occasionally put a canoe on it and spend some time in it, but not enough. We like, we didn't drain it. We didn't move it. We didn't understand it. That river is it's, it's, it needs to be examined. It needs to be looked at. 
And it, that's just, it can happen for you individually looking inward. That's the way I'm approaching it today. But the more that I learn and the more that I can impact my communities, I'm hoping I can do that because we're, we're needing to have some, something happen here. This can't just keep going on. Yeah. And I think that's a great analogy, Steph, actually, the river analogy, uh, especially for uh, country boys like me, because the way the river flows and bends and why is there an eddy here, why is it fast here, why is it still and quiet here, can all be found under the water. And that's where we need to go. We need to go to the bottom of this and and, and solve this and, and get, yeah, and find solutions. Absolutely. Great analogy. Yeah. it's And just to work through it and... Again, getting back to food. <laughs> of course. Um, I would just like to make, uh, there are a lot of ways that people can show up in the next coming days. We've donated tons and tons and tons of food. And that is important because a lot of these grocery stores in these communities have been burned down. So people don't have access. Also, the trucks haven't been able to restock. Yes. What I would like to say is if you have cash, that's what people need right now is they need the cash. Yes. It will, we'll be able to supply the food pantries. We'll be able to get the food where it's needed in the, you know, immediate, but long-term, this is going to be a long time rebuilding this community. It takes a long time to build a store. And, you know, once the cleanup is over, because boy, everybody came out and cleaned up and, Minnesotans are good like that. There needs to be more contributions into these neighborhoods in order to provide services and infrastructure for them to rebuild their communities. And I'll say it for again. For us to rebuild uh, our community. For us. It's my community. And I'll say it again. The challenge is going to be, one of, one of, one of the challenges, is going to keep this passion to do this going well past the time that it leads the 10 o'clock news. These families are going to have this need, as you just heard Stephanie say. These communities, the grocery stores aren't going to be rebuilt tomorrow. This need is going to be there. So it's going to be on us to keep the help coming uh, while they rebuild. Help comes in in lots of ways, right? So, you know, I was a small business owner looking at who I can employ looking at how I can make more access to jobs, to education, to opportunity, to food insecurity. How can you, in your personal way, in your personal sphere, what can you do to create opportunity, to create openness, and to have some of those conversations and take a chance maybe on someone that maybe you wouldn't have? Looking at your own biases, looking at your own privilege and figuring out how can I contribute to my community in a different way, in a way that's more inclusive and in a way that's bigger. Well, and also at the beginning, you know, last week and again, it's shocking to think about it's Mr. Floyd was murdered a week ago today. It is shocking. And I remember a lifetime. One of the first conversations I had with Lex um, as we shifted the tone of our broadcast. I said to her, Lex, I said to Lex, I said, I don't mean to talk about it in the third person, you're right there, but I said, Lex, I said, uh, <laughs> hi, Lex. Um, hey. I said, I have to admit, I am very, I am very uncomfortable doing this broadcast as a white dude, as I'm, I'm talking to three other white people. And I said, I feel like we need to get 
some voices. We need to get other voices in here. But then I realized, yes, we do. And we did. Mm-hmm. But I thought to myself, I, I, I had a revelation. These are the exact conversations I need to be having. I don't, as a white dude, I don't need to tell a person of color what their life is like. I need to talk <laughs> right. to other white people. This is exactly what I should be doing. You this can't be is, scared in your homes. Yeah. This is what this is what we should be doing. I should not necessarily to Dawn and, and Kenny and you, because we're all, I think, of, of same mind. But all of you listening, this is exactly what we can be doing. I, 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 I don't need to be telling a person of color what the life is like. I need to be talking to other white people and saying you need to help and you need to look inward. So and listening to people of color and listening, and listening. Yes. yes. Hearing them and not getting defensive, hearing what they're saying. So I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's a person of color and I was like, well, what, you know, can we, she was like, you, you need to do the work. Yes. You need to understand your your place here. She's like, it is not my job to educate you. Like I got my own things I'm trying to take care of. I can listen to you. I can be your friend and I will continue to be your friend, but you need to do the work. It is not my job. To make you feel comfortable. Yes. 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 And it really, it really was eye opening to me. And I was like, you're right. It's not your job. It's my job. I need to take responsibility Mm -hmm. for what I'm going to do to impact my community, my thoughts, my biases, my fears. There's fear sometimes, you know, that I'm going to say the wrong thing or I'm going to offend somebody. And I probably will. But I'm also I'm going to do it with an open heart. I'm going to look at the resources that are out there on racism and inequality and how I can just contribute to hopefully being a better person and a better citizen. This is not okay. No. And it is up to us to do the work. It is. Uh, Steph, thank you so much. Um, Thank you for your reporting over the weekend. Yeah. Um, We're still trying to determine if you're Woodward or Bernstein. We'll let the audience decide that. (laughs) Um, I, I do have it one person. Oh, yeah. Go, Kenny, Kenny go. the mountain man and I have joined forces. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, regarding that, I do have one personal note to you, Steph. I should probably keep this off the air. In regards to your request for a uh, makeout session, uh, oh. my wife has permi- uh, allowed that, and oh. I might add, oh. uh, light padding is also okay. There so. we go. Oh, that is hilarious! You guys so. are the best. Okay, <laughs> we'll look. And with that, and with that, day, uh, we'll we'll look forward to light padding maybe on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Steph. Stephanie, thank, thank you, you so bye, much. Bye. Uh, thank you for your voice today. Nine forty-two. Back after this. Welcome back to a special edition of Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071. Donna and Steve coming up in just a few minutes. Our broadcast day has been pushed back just a little bit to accommodate the citywide curfew. We so appreciate you being here for what has been several hours of very important conversations and voices. It's Monday, June 1st, 2020. Uh, Dawn, uh, rightfully so, wanted to take a moment and, and uh We've been shining a light on various things, various topics today, but we want to also, before we wrap up for the day, uh, talk about resources that are Mm -hmm. out there, right? Yeah, there's actually a couple of organizations I want to mention if you're feeling lost and you don't know how to help. um, There is a website called welovelakestreet.com. It's it's a nonprofit. Uh, It's to help rebuild Lake Street, uh, direct support to small businesses, 
to help them rebuild their storefronts uh, and serve the neighborhoods. We love Lake Street dot com and actually you can donate there and as of sunday at 9 p.m they've raised two million twenty five dollars eight hundred and ninety eight but that's not we need way more than that so that's a great way if you have a little extra cash to do that they also have a resource on there for cleanup events um and how people are uh, supporting that um and then uh speaking of coordinating cleanup efforts there's a facebook group called support the cities and uh, that that covers Lake Street and elsewhere. Um, they want you to be safe, wear masks, uh, s- try to maintain social distancing. Remember, don't interfere with public authorities. So Facebook, support the cities. And then we love Lake Street. And let us say, too, um, uh, some of you have suggested some things that we here at My Talk can do. If you know us at all, you know that uh, our managers... Uh, our our executives are already they already have had meetings of what we can do uh, and when we are ready to announce something we will uh, it will be coming um, I don't know what form it will take but you know us um, we we try to walk the walk and talk the talk uh, when when things uh, when things are, are, are uh, necessarily uh, mm-hmm. bad or unnecessarily bad we're usually there and uh this is going to be no different so as soon as we know something uh we're going to tell you so uh 9 speaking of resources and help uh before we wrap up kenny you're going to be very busy today hopefully uh, meeting up with our new friend pierre who if you missed yeah. that interview we uh, invite you to listen to the first hour podcast a little bit later today you, you're heading out uh, back out on, on lake street today kenny I, well, I hope so. I have to work until at least two o'clock. So, uh, I, what my goal is to uh, wait till it it gets really, really hot, and then go out and there you go. sweat and be disgusting and really stink it up. It's a great idea. We can burn off all that food that you've been eating while you're in quarantine. That's maybe. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, before we run out of time, um, Ava DuVernay, who I admire so much, shared this uh, monologue. Uh, from CNN's Chris Cuomo, and, and you may be a fan or not, and don't worry, it's not a political, it's not about the president or anything, but it's, uh, it really, as I said to Lex and Dawn, it really puts a bow and uh, wraps up the, uh, a thread that we, of a, a conversation that we've had since we came on the air at 7 a.m., acknowledging our role in this. Uh, and I think Chris does a really good job, so I invite you uh, just to take a listen. It's about two minutes or so. Uh, this is from Ava DuVernay. Thanks, Ava. It isn't the rebels lighting fires. It isn't the media exposing the reality. The problem is the reality. Just look at the last three months. Forget about policing. Look at the toll of the pandemic. More people of color are getting sick and dying. Why? Less access to care. More minorities are losing their jobs at a faster rate. Yet they make up the higher percentage of those at work right now in jobs deemed essential. Imagine how that feels. Helping more and being helped less. They stand a greater chance, minorities, of getting stopped for wearing and not wearing masks. Those government small business loans, they didn't go evenly to the majority and minority. Most went to the majority. In one America, people rage for the freedom to get a haircut and a tattoo. The other is raging just to be seen and heard. One America says they won't wear a mask because when they jog, it's uncomfortable, not necessary. It's an affront to their liberty. 
One has renewed fear that going for a jog could get you killed. One America insists their need for football is so sacrosanct there can be no kneeling protest on the sidelines. Sons of bitches. But is not outraged by a cop kneeling on this man's neck? Doesn't make it okay to riot, says the majority. But doesn't it depend why it's happening? A riot in Boston Harbor started the fight that amounted to America. Cities burned across the continent in 1968, again at Stonewall. In each of those cases, it was the minority manifesting a desperate plea to be heard and for change, just like now. A friend of mine, celebrated American and African-American, asked me in a broken voice, why doesn't America love us? Why do they do this to us? And he wasn't just talking about this latest case. He was talking about all of it. And by America, he meant me. He meant you, the white majority. And you can listen to those who put it on the minorities. Violent. Oh, just a little bit of it. It cut off there. My apologies. We've been plagued with uh, technical difficulties today. It's a little bit of Chris Cuomo's. Boy, yeah. Boy, have we. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So That's a, right. a little bit of uh, an important monologue there. You can hear more of that. Uh, just follow uh, Chris on social media. I love hearing these things. It's so important to hear those things. It really is. And one thing that we can do absolutely right now is we can demand justice for George Floyd. The other three cops need to be arrested. They were responsible for his murder, and we need to, that's, that's w- donating, absolutely, signing petitions, voting, of course, in November, but also demanding that we cannot deny humanity, and that is just the iceberg. <laughs> I mean, there's, that is just the tip of the iceberg that needs to be done, but that can be a start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's an important to know too. And we said that I believe with one of our guests, uh, e- even when that happens, and I really do. I know some are more pessimistic about it, but I really, I, I hope that they that we will find justice. But even if we do, even when we do, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's not the end of it. Don't let that be the end of it, everyone. Don't let it. Don't let you the anger that you're feeling now go away we can't when be the headlines do. No, no, no. Well, because I, you know the property, the buildings we will rebuild. We will be stronger than ever. We will. And but you can't get a life back. You can't get. Thank you. Yeah. You can't. I don't mean to speak for you. Sorry. No, absolutely. That's where I was going. Thank it you. Doesn't mean we don't care about the businesses because no. we know that a lot of those businesses are owned not right. by people of color. So please don't misconstrue what we're saying. Yeah. So a lot of work to do, a lot of work uh, to be had over the next weeks and months and years. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, but it's so worth it and it's necessary. And uh, we just appreciate you guys listening today. Uh, We went in to this morning uh, with intention. We went into today's broadcast with a purpose uh, that we haven't had for a while. Um, because we knew how important it would be. We are all very lucky. I acknowledged this earlier, and we're going to acknowledge it again. We're all very lucky. Uh, not only are, um, and I'll put Alexis aside here, uh, I'm a white man with privilege and with multiple platforms. And uh, it was a privilege today to use that platform to let you hear some incredible voices that I hope you heard today 
and we'll start the opening of your heart a little wider. Thank you for being here. Our good friends Don and Steve are coming up next, followed by Colleen and Bradley and Lori and Julia. Go out there, stay smart, stay healthy, and we love you. Right, Lex? Yes, we do. We love you. Thank you.